right, guys. We want to thank everybody for watching, everybody for listening. We are back with another wonderful episode of Thoughtful Discussion with Josh Schneider, as well as yours truly, Corey Ochai. Uh, and we have a special guest here today. But um, before we get into that, we also yeah. want to say... Uh, you know, this podcast is for you guys that are listening, you guys that are watching, to obtain value off of the stories of entrepreneurs, those that are going for their dreams, going for their goals, and hopefully you can take some of this information with you to go forward. All right? All right. So, hey, what's going on, Josh? How you doing? Never better. It's been uh, busy in, in, in the best way. We, uh, we've we been able to, to travel a little bit and, and the, the print shop. Uh, pghprintship.com. Check us out. Uh, print shop is going off the hook, busier than we've ever been, and uh, can't get enough of it. So keep keep the orders coming in. And uh, we're here with... Hi, uh, my name is Michael Roth. I'm a children's picture book author. Uh, my debut book is called River's New Friend. I just came out last month, and so I've been uh, focusing on taking that to market and learning a lot through the process of uh, self-publishing a, a book. Um, so it's kind of been what's uh, all-encompassing at the moment. Awesome. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a yeah. big reader, man, and I I'm, I'm, was always wondering about the process, mm -hmm. right, from thought to finished product. Yeah. That's a big process. Most people don't understand. It's not just, you know, writing the book, you know, making sure the illustrations are there. There's so much more that goes into it, you know what I mean? So it's really it's really an honor to have you on here today, yeah. and we can kind of go through your journey. Yeah, I appreciate and it. Yeah. I know that you it was very well thought out because you, you asked me out for a coffee, and we were going over a bunch of different books and different paper types, and then you went from there to m m one of my paper suppliers and um, got a bunch of samples and stuff like that so I could see kind of what direction you went with. And, and uh, it was great to have someone that wanted to glean from my experience of, you know, different types of paper and what, you know, getting an understanding of what they are and how they're used and, and all of that. Uh, my, I can nerd out about paper all day. And there's <laughs> not that many people yeah, I mean, you, you appreciate it. Yeah, you, and you're like, oh, tell me all the things. Yeah. So <laughs> it, was a, it was a nice little uh, yeah. break. I remember I brought you like 10 different books. And I'm like, what kind of paper did they use? Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's no, interesting, awesome. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most, most people don't go that far. You know, so right. I mean, you really. So if that was one level that I saw, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine all the other levels. Yeah, from, from idea to finished product uh, was about three years. Okay. And there's definitely people that can make a book a lot faster. People can make a book in three months if you want. But I really wanted to do this story justice. And so okay. I put a lot of thought into writing it, uh, did multiple drafts. And every time I did a draft, there wasn't something quite right with it. Mm, right. I kept going back and going back. I really wanted it to be you know, as good as I could possibly make it. And then same with the illustrations. I wanted to get you know, a good illustrator on board that would help bring this vision I had in my head to life. And so a lot of revisions there. And then yeah, in the production side of things, uh, mm -hmm. consulted with people like Josh, uh, people that knew about how to make it feel like a good, solid product. Because you Absolutely. want your brand to be quality. You want people to associate you with a good end product. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Definitely know why you got him on today. <laughs> Definitely. I love the way you're thinking, man. So let's, let's, start, let's start from the, oh, man, let's start from the beginning. You know, yeah. let's, let's start from the thought. Yeah. Um, so what, what was it that inspired you? What was, uh, were you always an author? 
Yeah, so I have a very atypical author journey. A lot of times people say, you know, I dreamed of being a writer. I've been writing stories my whole life. Right. That was not me. That wasn't you? That was not me. You sure? Yes, from the age of 18, once I I graduated high school, there was no creative writing until I turned 34. Okay. So that was a huge gap where I didn't give any thought to it. It wasn't in my mind. It wasn't a dream I had. Hmm. Uh, And then I had this weird experience where I was watching a, a TV show that I was a big fan of. And what I, TV show was it? It was uh, you know, Game of Thrones. Okay, I was okay. a big fan of Game of Thrones. Uh, but <laughs> the ending of it, I didn't feel like quite did the rest of the show justice. I, I felt like the ending didn't deliver on a lot of the things I had hoped for. Mm. And so in my mind, I started rewriting things. Like, what if they had done this? Mm. Oh, this would have paid off that. This would have been a cool ending. And I started having fun playing in this playground of story right. that mm. someone else had built. And it was fun tweaking things and seeing how that changed the story. And I realized, oh, mm. this is a lot of fun. It didn't feel dry and this painful thing that creative writing in high school had felt like. This felt like I was kind of engineering a story and have these pieces of a puzzle that you kind of fit together. And so that's where I kind of started figuring figuring out. That's where I like this idea of writing. But I didn't really know how to write because I hadn't done it. There's Mm -hmm. there's an amount of practice words you have to kind of get out of your system. You're not Mm -hmm. automatically good at... Oh, absolutely. It's a process, you know, it's a process. And also, I didn't like that I was playing in someone else's playground. It was Mm. a good learning space, but Mm. I also felt like it was kind of a negative space to be in because Mm. I'm I'm tearing down someone else's work to rebuild it in my way. Right. And I think there's there's value in like that in that space. Like I said, that's how I learned some of these these processes of of how to craft narrative. Yeah. But I wanted to then take that energy that I was spending rewriting someone else's story and start writing my own. Okay, so let's let's take it back just one moment. Yeah. You know, while you were in high school, there, so there was no inkling of, there was no, like, drop of, you know what, I may want to do this. So were you even yeah. good at writing in, in high school? It was like, what was your grades like back then? Uh, you know, I, was, I was kind of a... Okay, I was a type A student, so I, I got good grades in all my classes, but right. some I had to work a lot harder in. And okay. writing was one of those ones I really had to work hard in. And uh, creative writing was one of my worst classes. And I once had an English teacher tell me that I would never go anywhere in life if I didn't learn to apply myself. Let's yeah. look, let's look so, at the camera and yeah. say hi to the English teacher. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> look at us now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you know, I, no, I think that's important for some people that are watching, some people yeah. that are listening to hear that. You know, because maybe, you know, maybe they have a negative experience with, you know, maybe one of these processes or one of these subjects not knowing. And it may have deflected them for, for years or even right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe that's not my thing. But you know, give it a shot. You never know. You never know where this world can take Absolutely. you, man. So it's, it's yeah. real interesting. I, I never would have thought that I'd become a writer. That was never <laughs> yeah. on my horizon. And yeah. the kind of lesson I would tell people is: you don't know what your passions are going to be, mm-hmm. right. and keep an open mind because the thing that you don't see coming could end right. up being a really fun journey to go down if Absolutely. you if you're yeah. open to it. Absolutely, and and yeah. So, hey, Josh, you had, you had some things for it. Yeah. So when you were talking about, um, you know, kind of using someone else's art as a tool to uh, kind of get yourself engaged, warm yourself up, mm-hmm. you know, kind of grease the wheels a little bit. Um, I think that I, 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 that's something that I, I see, and Corey can elaborate on this too, but as, you know, when, when you're any type of art, whether it's um, musically, if it's, you know, visual art, if it's, you know, whatever it might be, I think that the first step is almost always making making something off of someone else's thing sure even as a photographer i'm like okay i know i like this this and this how can i 
try to replicate that. And then once you do that and you and you start to feel comfortable in it, that's the second phase where you start to develop your own style, your own, um, you know, whatever that is that, that kind of makes it yours. You do it, you do it enough times, and you're like, oh, well, I, I di- now I finally notice that I do this, this, and this differently than what I what I was practicing before, mm-hmm. and now that's what makes my thing. I use these bright colors, I or I like to have this kind of sound, or I like to, you know, whatever that that is. So, Corey, do you have anything on that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that right there is actually what I'm going through right now. You yeah. know, because I'm I'm learning editing. So yeah, right yeah, before yeah. you guys got in here yeah, today, yeah. I was actually researching uh, one of the top editors in YouTube. Because YouTube, mm. like editing for YouTube and editing for a motion picture are two different things, right? Of course. Uh, it's two different retentions and just a lot of different information, a lot of different, uh, there's a different approach to it. So I'm, mm. I'm researching right now, um, I forgot the guy's name, but he's Logan Paul's, he's Logan Paul's editor. He's mm. like his main editor. So a lot of his, a lot of him and Mr. Beast. So a lot of their videos have 75% retention. I need yeah. to understand how are they approaching it because it'll help me approach this better. So right. even when we did that. the intro, it was like, yep. you know, I wanted to make sure that we not just clipped in, you know, your name and intro to the show, but also ha- for people to have an understanding of what the podcast is about right. before they before they get into it. You know, so right. just those little things, like yeah. doing that research just helps you just sharpen the sword. So I love that, man. So you, I love that. So for you, it's like figure out how to replicate that and try to get do get as close to that as you can, mm. and and then build on that with your own style. Once, once you once you start to kind of gain that perspective. Yeah, yeah I hadn't thought of it. Yeah. but You're definitely right. That's kind of the natural progression of art. Yeah, like right. I'm, I play guitar, and yeah. definitely the first thing you start with is <laughs> yeah. you know, Wonderwall, whatever, right? Like <laughs> whatever that go-to song is that you got. Right. And then Stairway to Heaven, you start to work your way up to, now I can play all the songs I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to start writing my own songs. Right. Now that I have an idea of what my feel is, my style, what right. I'm going for, yeah. now I can you make play something wrong and you yeah. hit a different note and you're like, wait, that's I not like that. Yeah. nice. Yeah. Like, what, is, yeah. what if I do this here? I always say it's like make you make noise and then you learn how to make music, right? Yeah. You, right. Have to, you just have to know how to make the noise first. And you hit those, you know, just know what the, the, the keys are. Mm-hmm. And then you can figure out the way to make it make a whatever you want it to do. I love that, man. So so in this process, mm-hmm. um, you know, when did it become that you, when did you identify what type of story that you wanted to tell? Like how did that work out? Yeah, so I started off after I kind of came out of my you know, writing basically Game of Thrones fan fiction. I kind of started writing <laughs> I love that. writing my own uh it was a fantasy novel I was kind of working on, but mm-hmm. it ended up being kind of too ambitious of a project for the start because okay. you got to been there. Yeah, you got to learn. You gotta yeah, learn. Right. it's like trying to run before you you, you crawl. So, yeah. um, I took a lot of classes. I took a lot of online writing workshops. I started kind of really embedding myself in that thought process of not just you know what am I writing, but like why and how and how does story work? Mm-hmm. Because you kind of have to understand that it's it's almost like a puzzle with pieces that fit together, and when it all clicks into place. It's a really satisfying story, but if any piece is off, that's when people will watch your show or read your book and go like, ah, I didn't feel like the ending quite worked. Mm-hmm, right. So you kind of need all the pieces in place. But to get to that, you have to develop that feel, both by writing and getting a lot of just practice words, but also reading a lot. You got to read. You got to surround yourself with other people doing art. I'm sure it's similar in visual oh, absolutely. art. Absolutely. You got to surround yourself by artists doing what you want to do, yeah. and that gets you a sense of of what it's supposed to look like, and you can kind of 
learn the process by mm. immersing yourself in that world. Absolutely. Um, just once again, I mean, that's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a common thing that we say on here. It was yeah. a master class I watched with Malcolm Gladwell, and he said, you know, to be a good writer, you have to be a good reader. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that those two go hand in hand. And I was just watching a documentary with Conor McGregor, who, um, who also, well, not a documentary, he's actually right now being a coach on one of the contender episodes. And the reason he loves to do that before he goes into a fight, because it, what it does is it makes him immerse himself mm. back into the fighting world. Under You know, like, I really like the fact that you went to the community first to get the, to not just go and approach it, but actually, you know, we say ask the bird how, you don't ask the bird how to swim, you ask the fish. So this was you, you know, going fishing yeah, with yeah. the fish, you know what I mean? So it was it was really cool. I always, think, I always say when you want to do something, tap into the community that does that. And uh, you'll you'll have better understanding of how to approach it. That's really cool that you did that. Yeah, so, so where so did that, that go? So in that process, I'm, I'm throwing myself in this world. And as that mm. process, I'm trying different genres. I write a little science fiction, write a little fantasy, can't figure out. You know, your music style, what is it you like? Right. Mm. And I, I found I actually had a, a strong passion for picture books mm. because there's all these extra mm. interesting constraints on it. Like I said, I kind of view it as a puzzle with pieces, mm. but picture books, you only have so many pages. Most people don't know this, but picture books are pretty much entirely always going to be 32 pages. Just has to, 32. Has, has to do with how they bind it all together. And all books are basically going to be 32 pages. So you got 32 pages to work with okay. and you've got... It, the page turns, how the page turns is part of the story. You want a little bit of a cliffhanger so that they, then you get the answer on the next page. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to be friends? Turn the page and find out. And then that's kind of how you set it I've up. I've never thought of that. <laughs> so no wonder why you and Josh had that conversation as well. But I've never thought of that. Just the way the, ter- the page turns. Everything matters. Yeah. You, yeah. You've got about 500 words to play with. That's about okay. how many words you got in a picture book. And so to me, as I'm kind of viewing this as like an engineering problem, you might not be surprised. I was an engineer in college. I can tell. So, I yeah, can tell you yeah. got a little bit of that yeah, in you, yeah. but just the way you think it uh, goes, it's, it's really, it's really, uh, it's beautiful. Actually, I love it. So, so yeah. to me, I liked the constraints because to me, mm. a lot of creativity comes from constraint. Mm. Having only five hundred mm. words and thirty-two pages, and having to tell a story in that framework, to me, helps me be creative because I like fitting things into that, into that form, into that puzzle, mm. and so. You know, having it be a fantasy novel was almost too much freedom. Having it be 32 pages, 500 pages, I really liked that. And it helped me be creative. Mm. Absolutely. Josh, you have something for that. Yeah. um, So I wanted to ask if all of this started, um, was it related to COVID at all? Like where you were like, I got time right now. And then also, um, what is your day-to-day, like, um, you know, career and and, and all that that kind of allowed you to lead into this? Yeah. it wasn't necessarily COVID related other than um, coming out of COVID, I had more time to, to spend on it. Mm. Uh, but 2019 is when I started writing. So I'd been okay. writing for about a year. Got you. Um, but then when COVID happened, uh, I had been self-employed. I'd run a business, kind of an engineering firm where we did analytics. People would give us data. We'd use kind of AI technology to give them recommendations on their business. So okay. uh, I did that. And then um, in 2020, I felt... Like I, I needed a change. Mm. Um, you know, I, I'd been working with my father. The two of us kind of co-owned this business. Gotcha. He was looking to retire, and it just felt like now is the time. Now is the time to try something different. And mm. so, um, coming out of 2020, actually, I sold the business, yeah. retired, and just focused on this. Amazing. And so, you know, to have gone again, the story was 18 to 34, no writing. 
34 to 35, I discover I like writing. <laughs> 35, I sell everything to become a professional writer. So I kind of went all story. in on this yeah, thing. Your story, that doesn't your happen. Story, your yeah. story sounds similar to mine. To <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah, does. Yeah. You know, um, that, yeah, I, I, took, I took the jump in 2021. Uh, I called it jumping off the porch. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I put everything away. I was like, you know what? I'm done working for people. I'd rather work with people. Um, but yeah. it's time for me to go on my own. Yeah. And I hopped off the porch and just, you know, start to free fall. And uh, hopefully I was able to, you know, find the shoot the find the string to pull <laughs> so I can, you know, you know, actually uh, break my fall. But, uh, you know, just kind of coast, man. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was, it's, I, I think that was important. It was the scariest thing I ever did. Can, can, let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. When you made that jump from running a business with you and your father to saying, um, all right, let's sell everything. I have, I have an idea. I want to write, I want to write a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to put everything I have into it. That takes, uh, more than guts. It takes more than courage. You know what I mean? That, that's, that takes everything that you got. Uh, so what was it like going through that time? What was that decision like? You're, you're, you were also an engineer, so you are an engineer. So, you know, what was the decision making? How did you not become so rational? <laughs> yeah, I think it was, well, one thing, I, I'm very blessed. My, my spouse um, has a, a well-paying job. And she actually came to me and, and said, you know, she had just finished her job training. It was a long 10-year process. She was okay. um, a doctor. And so yeah. to get through that process is a long, long, long right. time. It's 10 years of training. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, she came to me and she said, you, know, you supported me through my dream. Yeah. And now I want to return the favor. Do you have any dreams? Hmm. And you know, my entire life, the answer had been kind of no. Didn't really have anything right. that I would have called a dream. Right. But yeah. in that time when she asked me, I, I actually did. I, I now yeah. have this dream I wanted to do. And so I said, I said yeah. So the I timing worked that. out that like, we kind of got to trade off like who was who was the support and who was the dreamer wow. and now we kind of got to flip flop and now she's working and I'm getting to kind of live my dream yeah. so it's worked you're both living your dream we're both living the dream yeah. yeah 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 I love that shout out to her as well yeah. uh, that that I believe is also important not just to have a community of uh, friends that support you but also the, one of the most important people is the one that's right next to you. It's in the same facility, the same four walls, you know, mm-hmm. somebody you talk to every day. Oh, yeah. If they got you. Um, yeah, you, which you, is a yeah. similar story. I know that Corey and I both share that. Absolutely. You know, a, a partner that is going to support you all the way there and, and um, you know, be involved. What, you know, whether it's being involved in the actual project or, or just be involved in, with you and, and seeing you through making sure that you're whole as you're going through this thing um, while you're doing something as an entrepreneur or artist where you're, you, you hit that jumping off porch, jumping off the porch or jumping off, um, you know, spot in your life. There's nothing like that. That's amazing. I I couldn't do without her. Not just because she's paying the bills, but also (laughs) just because she's my biggest fan. Right. Like, you know, I come to her with a story idea and if Mm. I, you can kind of see it in their eyes. Like when mm. you pitch something to them and they go like, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the like one. That's when I know, like, I've got something. And if, right. if she kind of goes like, ah, then I'm like, okay, scrap it. Like, yeah, yeah tell- you need someone honest that's going to yeah. tell you no. Like, if they're just, if, if you've got people around you that are just saying yes constantly, the, the, the value of that isn't that great. But yeah. if you've got someone that's going to be like, like, this one's good, good, no, not good, you know, then you're like, oh, okay, that, 
that definitely brings up the value for uh, can, sure. Can we take a moment to just say shout out to the ladies, man. <laughs> shout out to the ladies, man. Without without y'all, these these dreams uh, are, are just thoughts. You know what I mean? And uh, really appreciate you. Yeah. Just want to yeah, put that absolutely. out there. Yeah. You know, so you guys, hopefully you guys will watch this because a lot of times they just want to get us out of their face <laughs> yeah. as well too. So sometimes support looks like that. Sometimes it just looks like, just go. I got you. <laughs> We're good here. Just go. Do, do what you do. That's what my wife does. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes both but, ways. Yeah, it, yeah, it, and I, it's love, not I a, love it. I love it. Right here with the three of us, it's a, yeah. it's a gender thing. Um, but mm-hmm. in general, it doesn't have to be. So, yeah. um, you know, any partner that is, is willing to go through that and, and kind of help the other one out, I think that's what yeah. partnership is. And, yeah. and um, yeah, like know, I said, I was, I was in that role. Yeah, right. And, yeah. you know, and I loved it. I loved, yeah. loved being all there, support my spouse during her dream. And right. And so, you know. It's weird having flip flopped because yeah, I was absolutely. so used to being the support. Like, yeah, yeah. Go live your dream, and now that I'm kind of out on the ledge doing the, right. the thing, it feels a little scary. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I, I haven't put myself out there in that that kind of way before. Mm. This has kind of been a journey of uh, releasing art and having people, you know, yeah, taking it in. Right, is a scary. Oh, scary absolutely. Thing. You're vulnerable. Yeah. You're vulnerable. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I know by doing art is a lot of times how I discover a lot of things about myself. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things you discovered, you know, in this journey that you uh, mm-hmm. will take with you forever? Uh, you know, I learned some kind of, some negative, some positive things. Some of the negative things I learned is that I had more anxieties than I thought I mm-hmm. ever knew. Mm-hmm. Because suddenly being in this vulnerable space, yeah. it's like, oh, people haven't responded yet like i sent yeah, okay. a book out and they haven't mm, yeah you know i sent the book to my best friend and they haven't said back hey thanks for sending the book i loved right. it and i'm like oh, oh no they, do they hate it they must hate it okay. <laughs> turns out they're on vacation and hadn't seen it yet so yeah, like, yeah there's that kind of like i didn't know this was in me and yeah. that's something i got to work on because I'm, I'm going to do more books and like i can't i can't have this i can't yeah. have this well actually it's, it's, it's good it's actually good. It's 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 the butterflies before you go on stage, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 it never goes away. So I think understanding what it is and understanding how to digest it, it yeah. let letting it be an indicator, you know that right. that like I, I think that's more important than just as trying long to as say it's within a reason. Like yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah. you know call your friend in a fury like. <laughs> What, what are you doing, you know, and, and ruin a relationship? So there's got to be a control level, you know. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And, like, I'm going to send this out, and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens next. Um, but, like, so how have you been able to kind of tone that down? Uh, yeah, or if you I, have. I, w- I wish I could say. You're still working on it. I wish I could say, oh, I developed some sort of inner peace <laughs> yeah, mantra. Yeah, yeah. You're, st- you're still. We're going to wait for the second book to ask that question. We're going to wait for the second book. I'm 15 years into entrepreneurship, so there, there was uh, definitely times where you know, even just sending out a quote or giving someone their shirts, and then like, you know, like, you know, the, all these things going on in your head. Yeah. But um, as a, if you keep yourself busy doing the next thing, um, that's for me. That's where I. You have to let go because otherwise it's just going to fill your head space with, um, you know, things that are blocking you from the next the yeah. next portion of yeah. whatever it is you're working on. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't go away. You find better <laughs> ways to deal with it. Right. That's yeah. what we're trying to yeah. say. Yeah. It does not go away. And it's, the solution for yeah. me was yeah. you know, a very lucky one where yeah. I started getting the reviews. The reviews okay. are coming on Amazon. Mm. They were very favorable. Yeah. For a while, I was like the number one new release on Amazon in oh, yeah. the sibling, talk, sibling talk books category. Yeah. Yeah. And so like that was... You know, very validating. I'm like, okay, but I also have a sense of like, 
all right, but that didn't solve the issue. Mm-hmm. I, I need to be okay with a book that goes out and it's a three-star book and people are okay Absolutely. with it. And it's the pride that I have in the art I created. I feel like that should be enough. Yeah, right. I see what you're saying. Like it, there's a natural instinct that it's hard to override. Yeah. That you do want people to like your art. That's why we're doing this. Is you want yeah. to share what we have with others, and you That's want them to react to it and respond positively to it. But I wish I could get to a space where I don't need that quite so much. Mm. Right, because that that's kind of that's kind of the place that I'd like to reside in. Is mm-hmm. right what you just said. You know, when I'm creating, I just want to create, and the world takes it for whatever the world takes it as. Right. And it, it's it's um it's a better process for me, but it took it's taken some time to like I'm still working on that. I'm bringing a lot of, I don't know, it's different when I'm doing something that's visual. You know, my pieces mm-hmm. are like a journal to me, so they need to be personable, uh, personal, and they need to really reflect the idea of where it's coming from or the feeling. Um, where, where it comes to creative writing, you know, that's you have somebody that's reading it that you want, you want to be, you want to almost, manip, not manipulate, but you want their mind to be able to, uh, I don't know how that how that uh, interaction goes, but mm-hmm. I just know it's more so you are you want them to be able to think. You have to like yeah. control their no. mind a little bit. Yeah, you're you know? you're right. You want With them words. to think what yeah. you're. Yeah. When you're writing something down, you have in your mind what's happening. Right. And you want them to picture that on the other side. You're playing yeah. a game of telephone, or you want them to see mm-hmm. it. I like. That. And some authors have uh, how much I want your vision to match exactly what I have. Mm-hmm. I might be more descriptive if it's really important to me that you see exactly what I see. But other authors might leave more space for you to imagine your own version of this room or the dress or whatever. So different authors have different perspectives, but you're definitely trying to shape another person's yeah. Brain, brain thoughts to yeah. be what you want them to be. I like the way you put that. Brain yeah. thoughts. Brain thoughts. <laughs> brain thoughts. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, as as you mm-hmm. did as you went through with this process and you start to, go, to get more into it, you start to get more into it. What made you want to do a children's book? You know, you said, I know we kind of talked about, you know, you wanted, you, you started somewhere and you kind of wanted to, to dial it down. But there's also, there's plenty of different ways to approach this. Yeah. So, like, what, what made you, you know, pick uh, this idea? Yeah, so this idea came to me because I had taken my dog on this, this walk. And uh, um, as she was going along this walk, my dog was really wanting to befriend everyone. <laughs> you know, sees another dog, wants to go say hi to the dog, wants to go say hi to the cat. Yeah. yeah, there's the dog in the front, the black and white dog, his name is River. And so she wants to befriend everyone. But this particular day, no one was into it. And so... Uh, that just made me say, ah. Yeah. yeah. That would hit me already. So, <laughs> so I got home and I was like, this was a really funny walk where she tried to be friends with the mailman, the squirrel. No one wants to be her friends. And so I typed it up and I wrote it as a picture book story. And I sent it to my wife and said, this was my day. Mm-hmm. And she responded back and like, that wasn't bad. That was actually a pretty decent story. You should, yeah. you should yeah. kind of work on that. And I hadn't given any kind of thought to that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but then I, I was like, oh, maybe there's something here. And I started playing with it. Okay. And uh, the story kind of grew from there. Uh, but it didn't really kind of click until uh, I was working with the, the editor that was uh, edited the book. Uh, same editor as The Hunger Games, which was kind of a fun. What? Yeah. yeah she, what? she lives here in Pittsburgh. And she's, Are you serious? She's fabulous. And so... You know, she kept suggesting that we end the book with, you know, like, ritual blood sport. I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> no, no, you that's, can't. That's not my Come story. on. Come on, man. <laughs> it's not but, my story. 
But you know, so, uh, so it worked before. It'll work yeah, again. That so, was hilarious. <laughs> uh, you, you got jokes. <laughs> so, so her fir- my first version of the story was just my dogs going on this hunt for a friend, and then the end of the story is mom and dad bring home a sister, and that's the friend she needed. And it was a cute story, but it wasn't it wasn't quite working. Mm. And then working with the editor, she said, "Why don't you take the sister arriving, move it to the beginning, and now have the sister be rejected." Mom and dad brought home a new sibling. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. But wait, the reality sets in. I have to share time. I have to share attention. I have to share my toys. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. I'm going to find a new friend. And she goes on the friend search. But then in the end, she accepts the sister as the friend. So mm-hmm. it's more potent if she rejects the sister first and then accepts her at the end. Right. And once mm-hmm. I made that change, there was this thing that happened where the story clicked. And not only did it become the story of my, my dogs, but it actually became weirdly my story. I didn't realize that, you know, I, I grew up, I had two younger siblings right. and, you know, one of them was a bit challenging, had some medical issues as a kid and it took a lot of my parents' attention. I didn't realize until I was kind of working on this book, now I'm 36 years old, as I'm working on that, I'm working through some of these issues in my childhood. I'm like, oh, yeah. that was me. I was feeling like a little resentful that you, I had to share time and attention now mm. and so weirdly by writing this book about my dogs i was kind of processing something in a way that only kind of art can help you Amazing. process that Man. i didn't even realize that's that's absolutely beautiful so so the the guy i was talking about earlier the editor right mm-hmm. yeah. he said sometimes we edit with instinct but not understanding that it comes from mm-hmm. you know it, it when, it's something that you won't realize until you're done and then mm-hmm. you have to go back and analyze it yeah. And he says it happens all the time. We we use what we experience and to create. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not coming from nowhere. It's coming from something. And you may not understand it at the moment, but there's a reason why it feels right. That was absolutely that was absolutely it right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that's that's phenomenal. It, it, ch- it changed everything. So it went from being yeah. a cute story to being my story. It became yeah. like a personal story yeah. about my childhood in a way that I never intended it to be. Mm. But that subtle change suddenly made it not just my dog story, but my story. And I think that's just, I, I, that to me has been the most fun moment of this entire process. I mean, holding the book in my hands was fun and all, and seeing the kids read the book is all fun. Mm-hmm. But to me, the most rewarding moment of this entire process was that moment where I made that change in the draft and suddenly the story clicked and I went, that was it. That was it the whole time. That was always this story. Mm. I just didn't realize it until now. When did so? How many drafts did you did you uh, complete? Uh, uh, how many drafts did this go through? You know, if I, if I look through my uh, <laughs> okay my, my folder, there's a lot of final, 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 final. You know? <laughs> the final, final for final. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, I got print it. ready yeah. version two. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, probably about five. Um, there was some rough. You know, but three drafts, then I hired the editor, worked with the editor, and then there's some interesting editing that happened once I got the illustrator. Because once mm-hmm. you start to see the pictures, you realize what words you can take away. Because okay. you had words there, but then you see the picture wow. and you're like, I, see that. I don't need those words. Yeah. And I actually cut out about 150 words just because I could now see the pictures and they didn't need to be there anymore. So that was kind of a fun editing pass as well. Just, right. I'm chopping words out of this thing. Let's make those pictures bigger. That's- yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, so probably about six drafts by the time I was all done. Okay, so that that's no, I I think that's that's really cool. And I was just about to ask you, you know, bringing the editor in, you know, what what changes happen, and I think that right there is actually a big one. Mm-hmm. But when it when it does come down to that, um, also, 
you know, the aesthetic of the book as mm -hmm. well. And before I guess we go on to that, Josh, you had a few things yeah. on that? Um, where did you get, where did you connect with the editor and the illustrator? Like, like, is there something where, you know, someone that's, were those personal connections you already had or was that something, was it, is there a platform out there somewhere where there's people yeah. that are, that are coming together? Yeah. So when, when, uh, authors ask me, I always recommend the website Readsy, uh, okay. R E E D S Y. Um, it's a platform where you can hire editors and illustrators, but they've all been vetted. They've all had um, some amount of vetting done to make sure that you're not getting scammed. Because so many times you'll go on Fiverr and mm -hmm. you'll hire an illustrator, but then you'll end up getting you know, scammed or taken for your money. So it's nice having this kind of assurance that gotcha. it, it, you know, they're going to do good work. And yeah. you can see the reviews that they got and all that. So that's how I found the editor. Okay. I found the illustrator um, through Instagram. There's a lot of hashtags you can follow for yeah. artists that... Uh, or posting their portfolios. Gotcha. I found her that way. She did really cute dogs um, of her own dog. She would draw mm -hmm. dog, dogs, uh, you know, basset hounds, I think, are, are her dogs. Gotcha. And I liked the personality she had in them. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's what I need. I need a story where the dogs have emotions because they're yeah. carrying I mean, You could them. see it in their eyes. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. looking at each other. One's looking up, one's looking down. I'm looking at the back of the book. But it's really it's, well curated. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's really well curated. Looking at, looking at it now and also here in the back story, you can tell, like, and you can tell the thought that is put into it. Uh, it's not. It's not really obvious until you have the backstory as well. Yeah, yeah. But it just feels right. So, like I, I, I really thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, thought that went into just you know, subtle things. Like on the front cover, it's a unhappy dog. The, the older sister is unhappy as she's kind of meeting the younger sister. The younger yeah. sister's excited, but not too unhappy. Exactly, you and that's know, and that's it, exactly yeah. it. We had a lot of conversations about exactly yeah. how unhappy she should be. Yeah, if you, you make her feel that. if you make her angry, no one wants a book about an angry dog. Yeah. If Looks you make like, her too happy, then it's not telling what the story's going to be about. So, we, so there's we a little actually, bit of drama. Exactly. Yeah. So we actually dialed this in very specifically. We had a bunch yeah. of different versions of this face mm -hmm. until we figured out the one that was exactly the right amount of I'm annoyed at you but I'm not angry. And Absolutely. So that's the level of thought I mean, that went into You this. Steve Jobs this thing, yeah. my guy. This is Because even the eyes, <laughs> right? Like, it makes sense. And even, like, you know, that look like, I don't know for sure, but I'm mm -hmm. kind of, like, I can feel it, you yep. know? And it's it's so wild. You don't think that deeply mm -hmm. how things, you know, how, how a product, how but, something like that can really influence your decision to pick it up or not. But the people that don't know that behind it still... Get that. They don't know why, but then they rate it five stars, or they, mm -hmm. you know, it stays on the top of the list for a few weeks, um, and and that shows through in that hard work that you put in the background. But it doesn't need to be known off just from the everyday reader. Doesn't need to know why they like it. They yeah. just need to like it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But so the likability of of things or sellability, I think, is is a, a huge thing that as an artist. A lot of people don't put enough effort into, and then they're like, "Well, why doesn't someone like my art?" Um, and not, and if you if you don't take the time to understand, like, you don't want to just make art for everyone. Obviously, that that's fine. Like, if you if you kind of have your your niche, but if you want it to be something where people are gonna, it, it's gonna have a little bit more of a, you know, resounding like likability than even if it's for a narrow audience like children's books, mm -hmm. um, you, you have to have some thought behind it where people are going to like it and not really, maybe they don't even know why. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, as I was writing this, yeah, you can tell the type A personality coming out for sure. Uh, but I really wanted it to be a book that would work for teaching literacy. And mm -hmm. so I've 
kind of dove into reading research papers on what makes childhood literacy books work. Like what makes a book one that helps kids stay engaged. Mm. And so I learned a lot of tricks about how to make your page turns a moment, like I said, where you on one page, it's what's going to happen. And then you can pause and ask your kid, what do you think is going to happen? It's a moment for you as the parent to get involved in the reading Mm. and say, what do you think? And then let's find out. And you turn the page. So I embedded a bunch of those moments. I put a lot lot of thought like that into it. And one of my favorite reviews so far has been, um, a actual literacy specialist got their hands on the book and and they were geeking out over it. They're going, I see what he did here. Mm. I see what he did on this page. And I'm, yeah. hey, that's I'm, I'm glad beautiful. That, so like you said, like yeah. most, yeah. most people aren't going to see it, but every right. once in a while when you, you come across someone that, that knows that, if that you material, know, you know. You know. Yeah. So that, was, that was fun to like, hey, mm. yeah, you caught that. You saw it, yeah. That, that's absolutely amazing. That makes me smile, man. That makes me <laughs> smile. It really does. It's like, you know, those, those, those small things are so big. I can tell there's nothing in there that is not done uh, without thought, yeah. you know, and uh, the love and the passion is put into that, you know, uh, all of that comes uh, forward. Um, and I, I really am excited to to see where this goes as well, because I yeah. just feel like just the story of it, the the uh, where it's coming from, you know, your creativity, this being your first book, like, you know, I have so many more questions, <laughs> you know. So, like, yeah, yeah, so does this story continue or... Are the are the next stories going to be something a different subject? Yeah, so I I want to keep this story going because yeah. I think that a lot of the characters that work that are in here are working really well. People are responding really well to mm. them. This is more of the older sibling story. It's about how the younger sibling arrives and you think they're going to be your friend, but she actually says you're not a friend. You're a monster. Mm-hmm. She starts to view her sister as a monster. And actually, in the story, there's a monster version of her sister. It's got like you know weird tentacles and things. It's fun. <laughs> it's like a Monsters Inc. type monster. And, and so it's really the older sibling wrestling with that. But now the next one I want to tell is from mm. the younger sibling's perspective. Because mm. one of the things I've, I've heard from the kids that have read it, they're like, the older siblings are loving it. They're like, this is my story. Okay. The younger siblings are going, this isn't my story. I don't, I don't feel like I'm the monster in your story. And so I want to write a story from the younger sibling's mm. perspective that is, you know, what is it like to be the younger sibling and live in the shadow of an older sibling or have to share the toys you're getting secondhand toys and stuff from the older sibling and kind of living in that space so that's the next one is going to Mm. be really focusing from the younger sibling was like and in that one the older sibling will be the monster and so in each in each book the other sibling was a monster and you had to then learn to appreciate them in a way that you hadn't before Mm, that's interesting and it ends in in some sort of conclusion understanding yeah. And, and growth. Exactly. The character growth. Yeah, this one ends with, uh, it, she thinks her sibling, her sister is a monster, but then kind of realizes there's this complicated thing where you can be a friend and a monster. Mm. And it's this, this idea of love, but not always like. And to me, that mm. was a really powerful family type yeah. lesson that's, that's true for so many of us. Is right. A lot of times you love your family, but it doesn't mean you always get along. Just me at the end of a long road trip, you're not at each other's throats. <laughs> right, right. And so like, it's true. that idea of like, you know, sit in that kind of conflict mm. of I love you, but I'm also not always going to like you. And that's okay. That is, man, that's that's remarkable. So let me ask you a question. This thoughtful discussion, right, with yeah. Josh Schneider as well as my the co-host Corey Ochai. I'm here with you guys. Um, I'm working on I'm working on a script with with a friend of mine's uh, who wants to uh, create a short film. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, wanted to ask you, what do you think? Because I know you, you've done a lot of research. You know, 
where do you, where do you think it's best to go to to get the best understanding of what a story actually is, right? Because I'm coming in, I wasn't great in English. I wasn't great. I wasn't even a big reader until I was about 27. Really didn't read my first book until then. Um, but I want to get a better understanding of what a story mm-hmm. entails. Yeah. You know, like when it, when it, I know there's a few things, you know, having a problem, you know, having a protagonist and all those type of things. But, you know, what do you think a good story holds and or every good story has in common? I view story as setting up a context that will then change so that you can have an emotional reaction to that change. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times you, you've got the opening scene of a movie and they set up what is your status quo? What is your life like right now? Are you happy with it? Are you would you like to change, you know, and then Lord of the Rings and you're, you're hanging out and you're having a a birthday party. It's a great time, but then something's going to change and it's going to either be an opportunity or it's going to be a threat because you're either happy or not. So what is changing in your life? And then how are you going to respond to it? And that's this kind of the story is over and over again, establish what is their context right now? How are they feeling? Because then you're going to change it and they're going to react to that change. And so, yeah, Mm. Yeah, because you can't have emotional response if you don't know where we're currently at. You need context. You need a situation. You need to know what is that person's dreams? What is it they want? Because then when I take it away from them or when I give them an opportunity to get it, now we can all share that emotional reaction with the character because we know what this means to them. Mm -hmm. And you can play with that so much. Like you have stories that start at the end and then you, you have either snapshots or, or then the, the, the ending is is where you gain that r- realistic perspective of, of what their life was like. And so it obviously plays some tricks on you and you're like, oh, so that's what they were talking about. And then that makes you want to watch it again, uh, like yeah. Fight Club right. or, or something like that, where yeah. th- like it's going to play with your with your mind or, uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino's yeah, one. Yeah, oh, that, I love that's, always, that's, uh, that's He's one of my favorites, yeah. and I know it's just right. always a, an emotional roller coaster. I feel every emotion. It's mm-hmm. like Forrest Gump is really one, one of my favorite Absolutely. Uh, movies of all time because of that. And that's a wave. Right I mean, yeah. Forrest Gump crying. is taking you on a wave of that yeah. every two, two minutes. It's like, mm-hmm. here's where I'm at, here's what's right. changing, here's where I'm at, and then it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of times you'll see in a story someone just – they're bawling, they're wailing, like they, they are so upset, they're mm-hmm. crying, and then, but you're not feeling anything. Mm-hmm. I'm watching someone be devastated, but I feel nothing. Mm-hmm. And so you're showing me them being sad, but you didn't give me the context leading up to it so that as I start to see the events happening, I'm already a step ahead going like, oh no, their dream was to go to college, and suddenly they're not gonna be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I see it happening, and as it's happening, now when the emotional moment hits and they get told, your dream won't happen. I'm ready to be sad with them. But if you just show me them being sad, you didn't set it up by showing what Mm. they want and why this matters, then you just sit there and you go, I mean, I guess that's good acting, but I'm not feeling it. I understand. You were all the way in it. So I look, I I, know. Same with being excited. You have to to give a reason why to be excited about something and then, and, and follow that story along. And portrayed it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't mean to cut oh you no, off. no, I, yeah. no, because you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's it. And it's um, but like I know, you know, when I started editing video, I've never, I I can never go back to watching 
a show the same way or watching a movie the same way because now I'm looking for how do they create the emotion oh, through yeah. the edits and so forth. So now that you're an author, mm -hmm. now that you are, you know, you're, you're all the way in it. As I can see, you're mm -hmm. all the way in it. Um, how did that change the way that you read now or change the way that you, yeah. you know, like understand stories like or just listen or read them? It definitely changes because now you see it might just kind of be like a magician where you, you now know some of the tricks yeah and so you see what they're doing so as the story's playing out i'll be like he's he's the murderer but they're redirecting to that person to kind of <laughs> so oh, yeah. so as i'm sitting there I'm, I'm predicting things right and my wife you know bless her heart is like putting up with me okay like, right that's i got you, know, you. this person's yeah. gonna die in the next scene God. because like, <laughs> you can kind of sense how the shape of the story once you right. kind of have a sense of, of why they're doing what they're doing mm. you can start to see there's only so many paths that they can take from where they currently are and this is the most likely this would be the most subversive this would be you know, kind of a bad choice i hope they don't make that one yeah and so out of those options you can kind of start to guess what's happening now now can you combat that uh can you combat that thought and actually be present is it is it are, are you working on that because that's what i'm working on yeah now, yeah is trying to be more present when i'm watching these to really yeah. kind of view it from uh mm. the 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 average person's you know position yeah i don't know if i found a way to shut it off shame on you but no, it, but, it, <laughs> but it means I, I have so much more uh I, i'm so much more excited when someone shocks me yeah. Like uh, I was good. Yeah, like the movie uh, Everything that. Everywhere All at Love Once. That. that that movie came out of left field. I did not see anything happening in that movie, and so that was a really fun experience for me. So anytime that a new story comes along, that I can't predict anything, or that I think I'm positive this is going to happen, mm -hmm. and then it doesn't, I love those moments now even more because they they did something I couldn't expect, I didn't anticipate, and so I guess it's, it's giving me more appreciation for just really well-told stories that set you up and i'm following the setup i'm like i see where you're going and then right they tricked me and i love it so okay so you're you're it just you're it, it, it heightened the meter of satisfaction yeah. for you so yeah. when you get there you you actually know what you're like it, it's okay it, it's actually improved yeah everything you know sometimes i feel mm -hmm. like it desensitizes some of the the joys I used to have, you know, watching watching a movie or something like that, where now it's like, no, you really have to get me. You really right. has to be good for me to be, like, present and not do the thing that you do with, you know, mess it up for your wife, you know, <laughs> or your, your better half, your spouse, you know. Well, right. I, um, I started to rub off on her now because she'll be reading a story and she'll come and, and she'll enter the room. She'll be mad at me. She's like, I know it's going to happen at the end of my book now because yeah. you've, you've taught me. Yes. I've learned secondhand from I can, I can, hear, her, I can hear her voice. Yeah, she's like, now right. I know it's going to happen. Thanks yes. a lot. Yeah, Josh, you got, you got a few things for that too right my front. Yeah, so um, I've heard that there's two types of people that when they're watching a movie, and I, I'd imagine it's the same when you're reading a book, is uh, you know that your brain kind of, like for me, I'm, I'm the immersive type where mm -hmm. if one, you know, once I'm five minutes in, like, you know, someone could walk by the screen. I don't even see them. It and it's it's very. You know, I don't hear anything. I don't see anything. I'm I'm in it, and I, which I think when it's like movies and shows, like that's who they're making it for. And then there's this, another set of people which have their surroundings around them, and then they're watching a thing, and it's almost like an outer body. In my head, I think of what it would be like an outer body where you're what you're watching the 
thing, but you're also noticing all the other things around you. And not that that never happens, but if it gained, if it if it gets my attention, I'm in it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm you know, I'm there, and, and it's you know, you're riding along and you're you're enjoying the the, um, you're being present. Um, so, d- do you know which which of those two that you are just like on a regular basis? Hmm. I'm less of the immersive. Yeah. Yeah. I can be. That would have been my guess. And when I am immersive, it, it's so fun. Like, mm-hmm. When a story right. gets me there, like the you know the Lord of the Rings trilogy would mm-hmm. do that. Uh, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies when oh, I'm watching man. those ones. Oh, like, I'll, get, I'll get sucked. I didn't see the new one yet. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm so bad. I was at the theater. <laughs> Come on with it, Josh. There was a, yeah. there was a the, the, you know, the longer commercials yeah. before. Yeah. I cried. Oh yeah, I, I cried. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. got me. I was like, oh my. Oh, God. you should you should have put that out there to the world. Let's just <laughs> no, cut that out. It's no, it's, <laughs> no. It's, so like when I'm in it, I'm just like, like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm there. So that's that's to me. That's when you're enjoying. It, it's gotten me out of my my predicting. Oh, I guess it's, uh, this is what's going to happen. It's just this is so good. Yeah. I'm just going to sit and enjoy this because it's it's that it's that good. It can pull me out of that. I might that watch instinct. that tonight. That that was serious. That, one. that is yeah. it's one of those things, you know. I want to be more immersed into certain things. I don't know. It's a great escape. Yeah, Corey, so, which one are you as far as those two subsets of people? Oh man, I think I'm. I'm not. I'm one of those people that analyze a lot more. Yeah, you know what I mean. I but I love when I like you said. I love when I'm immersed. Interesting. I, but, but I'm at the point now where it's, you know, I I'm a little picky, man. I'm a little snobby. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm breaking it down. Like, does this feel real? I'm asking questions probably instead of like just enjoying it. And sometimes mm-hmm. I catch myself. That's why I wanted to ask this question, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, hold up, I'm being too analytical. You know, this is <laughs> this is supposed to be entertainment as well. Like, mm-hmm. I have to understand that not everything's going to be something yeah. that I would create. You know, right. some things are not meant to be real. Uh, it's meant to. I don't know. I'm just more no, of a realist. I, I, I think I think that's. It's okay to be like that's okay mm. to be the person that guesses the ending or, or has thoughts on how it could have been done. But you got, I think you have to have some hu- some humility and just yeah. understand that people enjoy art the way they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And don't be a snob. If someone enjoys Real Housewives, let them enjoy Real Housewives. I, I can't I can't but, stand behind that. I can't stand I, behind that. You know, no, <laughs> not this message. No, no so I, I, and that was a step I had to take. Like yeah. in my mind, there's yeah. art that is executing really well, mm-hmm. and then there's art that isn't matching what I would you know, expect it to do. Right. But there's people that are loving it. And right. I don't want to take that away from them. Because if you're enjoying the art, you should get to enjoy it. And I someone being a that. snob, if you love whatever music you love, whatever stories you love, whatever movies you love, just mm-hmm. let people enjoy it and stay out of their, their space. And you have whatever thoughts and you yeah. enjoy whatever you love. Yeah. And you know. I, I really, I, I thoroughly enjoy that. Um, so, you know, my next question is, you know, because this is self-published. Mm-hmm. Your book is self-published. Yeah. Um, did you try to find, uh, like, a bigger, you know, uh, did you try to find someone else to work with, to, to collab with a bigger company? or Yeah. You know, did you, okay. The kick, so, so that's there's a, a Kickstarter? Yeah, so that's a big yeah. choice you have to make when you're publishing a book, is are you going to go traditional and try to publish, like, Penguin, Random House, or one of the right. big, big groups, or are you going to self-publish? And uh, it's a big fork. Um, I chose to self-publish specifically because when you go through a traditional publishing company for a picture book, you don't get to choose the illustrator. You have Mm. no say in how the book is illustrated. And to me, I had such a strong... That's such a big part of the story. It's such a big part of the story. But you give them the words, and they come back 
nine months later with your book and they go this is it and you better hope you're happy with it because oh, that's no. what it is right and to me i had such a strong vision in my head of what this needed to look like right. that i wasn't willing to turn that over to someone else hmm. and then also the the timeline of production is a lot longer because they're not only producing the book they have to fit it into their release window which might be two years from now okay. we've got and so because this is about my real life dogs, I really wanted it to come out while my dogs could go to events with me. Right. So I can take my dogs to a school visit and the, and the kids can meet the dog. It's a fun thing. So but... did you know that going into this, that like all those things that you just said about the, that, the two differences? Uh, it was definitely a lot of learning because yeah. I think you just assume you write the book and then it gets published. Right? <laughs> right. The, how that happens is a bit nebulous to you. So yeah, um, yeah I had to learn, learn that process. And it's definitely... A riskier venture to self-publish because you have to fund everything. If you yeah. go traditional publishing, they pay for it. They, right. They make it. They pay for it, the illustrator, and they pay you money. Right. Whereas now, I had to hire the editor. I had to hire the illustrator. I had to pay right. to have the books printed. Right. I did run a Kickstarter to help fund some of the printing costs. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this was a big kind of financial gamble. But I liked having the amount of control because I, I was saying I, I'm micromanaging the face expression of that dog on that cover right. because in my mind it has to be this specific thing to tell the story I'm trying to tell. Yeah. And I can't do that if I don't have that kind of control. And all those process. hours, that's not, I mean, the artist is getting paid for that work. Yeah, so exactly. yeah. like you have to really consider, is this that important? Do I want nine edits to this face or is this, is it good where it's at? I don't, I don't want to mm, spend another, that's interesting. you know, like, but if it is that important to you, then, then you do it. And, and that's, that's a good, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, is, is there yeah. anything that you would have done differently? The the recommendation I now give to authors, because so much of, when you're an author, you're on Twitter, you're in all these spaces, and, and you're getting a lot of avalanche of feedback of how you should do this. This is how right. you succeed. And one of the things that they always tell authors is you got to develop social media platforms. you gotta you got to be active on Twitter. you got to be active on Instagram and all these things. And so I did. I built an Instagram platform. I had some videos go viral. I got to you know, 5,000 followers, which is a decent number of right, followers. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and I'm not was, good on Twitter. I, yeah. I don't get it. It was taking up a yeah. lot of my time. I was trying to post weekly. I was trying to engage in all the, all the spaces. And then the book came out, and you know, I'm posting about it on Instagram. I can't point to a single sale that came from those 5,000 followers mm -hmm. because people are, are not really in a, in a consuming mode when they're on social media. They're actually in a promotion mode. They're trying to right. get you to follow them. They're not right. actually looking to buy things. And so I now tell people, don't spend the time mm. on social media if it's not natural to you. If you mm. love social media and it's just a space you hang out anyways, yeah, use it to your advantage, go. But mm -hmm. if you're forcing yourself into that space because you think you're supposed to, you're better off just writing more books, getting better at writing, having more books in the marketplace. Okay. Don't, don't waste this time with social media because it's a lot of pressure, it's a lot of time. And I don't think it, I don't think it, it pays it, off. If it does an ROI, then it doesn't yeah, make exactly. sense. Yeah, and it definitely so, it does pay off if you are good in those spaces. There are right. people that are just naturally good at social media. Yeah. So for my yeah. story, um, when I started this business, pghprintship.com, check us out. Um, ship, not shop. Ship, yes. Mm -hmm. Although I bought the shop.com just so that it would redirect, but the emails don't work, so don't do that. <laughs> um, people come in and be like, I emailed you, and I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> uh, but so I used Instagram um, as a, a tool to grow my business, and it was because I was doing printing and I was able to take pictures of the, the work that I was doing and, 
and kind of create that content. And it was very, it was it was a very easy space. They had location that and it was, it's a two way social media like Twitter and and TikTok where Facebook is more just one like as a business you can put stuff out but you can't interact with your um, the people that are following you so Instagram you can mm-hmm. and so you have those two ways mm-hmm. um, but with you know I poured I poured a lot of effort into it but I was getting um, I, I did get a lot out of it so the first year um, 70% of our sales it counted for $20,000 came from Instagram and then everything else was repeat or referral after that and then that number from Instagram ended up you know that goes down lower and lower the more the, the bigger that we got um, so now I don't think it's as important and I'm, I'm trying to post more just uh, more quality and less quantity and just do one post even a month or one a couple of month and but ha- have them be something that's like a real um, chunk of you know what we're doing and, and the customer that we're working with and how we've you know done different things for them so yeah yeah so, but if so, if it works for you, you can make it work. If it doesn't work for you, and that's not your thing, like you're saying, then yeah. So, you know, so focus on what you do well. Is there any writers right? out there who are feeling that pressure and stress? I got to get followers. Got to get. Fo- I absolve you. You don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, there's succeed. no rules. I've I've now sold. Like, I'm up to like 500 copies or something of this book. And congratulations! That's, uh, thank you. Congratulations! That, that's, that, I'm doing that without yes. social media, and yeah. so you don't need it. And yeah. if you're feeling right. this burden, weight and it, it's keeping you from doing what you love, mm-hmm. which is writing, then, yeah, you, you have my permission to not. <laughs> let, let it go. Yeah, how, I, how I are, love that. How are you promoting? Like, what, what, are the, what are the routes that you were taking to mm-hmm. get to that 500? Yeah. Um, stuff like this. Stuff yeah, like this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great great uh, podcast to have a chance to be on. Uh, doing events, um, doing the Bryant Street Festival this upcoming weekend. I don't mm-hmm. know when this releases, but as of recording. Um, so doing some personal events, uh, I'm blessed with very uh, loving family who okay. have been promoting my book. My dad has just been taking my book wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah. he, so, he sold two at the doctor's office. He sold, That's what he I'm sold, he sold ahead, three Pops. at the yeah. bar. Go ahead, pops. He tried to sell one at the uh, you know the United Air, you know, check-in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's my plane ticket. Would you like a book? So, <laughs> so he's just taking it around. It's been great. My mom sold books too. So and then a lot of word of mouth. Right. Um, yeah, I. As part of the, uh, the Kickstarter, I gave people the option to buy a book to be donated. Mm. And then I was matching the donations with a donation book of, of my own. And so all totaled, we ended up with almost 200 donated books out in the world, going to classrooms and to, to kids in low-income communities that right. a lot of them, this might be the first new book they've ever gotten to, to have be their oh, own. Or a classroom where you know, a teacher is buying all the books themselves for their classroom and now mm. they've got this new book. And so... Um, by putting the book into spaces like that, you get you get word of mouth by people that you know share the book with with others. Um, so that's impactful. Yeah, that is that is. There's there's a few different uh, uh, there's a few different companies I know that have also are a few different uh, companies that I know also started up that way. You know, more of a social um, awareness. You know, uh, and I think that approach is you know buy a book donate a book as well mm-hmm. you know I think that's that's really cool man because it really uh, it really gives an opportunity f- to give to those that may not have mm-hmm. you know and uh, I think um, I don't know I just think I think more things should be like that you know I was yeah. thinking about 
I, I, I got a chance to talk. My father's in Nigeria, you know, uh, and just in Africa in general. And a lot of Africa doesn't look like what they portray on, you know, TV, but there is a lot of Africa that is like that. And, you know, he was asking me, you know, if you have any, you know, clothes or anything like that you want to send over, you know, you have some cousins in a, in a nearby country that really doesn't have anything and it would make their world, you know, mm. just to know that they have something that came from America, you know what I mean? So um, just things like things like that, a brand new book, you yeah. know, that kid that kid will rock that just like some brand new Jordans out oh, yeah. here. And, it, and, it, and it's, it's a sense of confidence. It's a sense of they will appreciate it just like uh um like somebody from alaska going to california and it's sunny you know what i mean right. they appreciate it like that like it's like man i wish we had these more this more and it could change it could change your life man one of those little things can make so big of a difference you know yeah one, one of my favorite stories yeah. i got was a teacher contacted me and said hey thank you for the book i actually had to hide it because the kids were fighting over who got to hold it. <laughs> you know, during recess, they yeah. all of them wanted to hold the book. Yeah. And so she said, just to keep them all from fighting, I had to put the book away and, and we have special reading times for it now. Yeah. But you know, every kid just kind of wanted to hug the book that, that's, for a that's bit. The greatest, that's <laughs> the greatest child fighting I, uh, story I ever heard. They're fighting for a book. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah. now that's a great story. And then for it to be your yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thoroughly, my, one of my greatest moments with my family was when I first started uh when I first started reading and um like on a consistent basis one day I come into the house and my my child both of my children have books in their hand my wife has a book in their hand yeah and I'm walking in with a book and I sit down oh, and we're great. reading yeah. together yeah. and I never in a million years would have thought that would be the, like one of my best memories uh so far in life but yeah to me it was one of those things was like, oh, we're going to be all right. You know yeah, what I mean? It was yeah. just, we all How old just, were the girls at that time? Oh, man. They were, my youngest probably couldn't even, she was looking at picture books. And yeah. she was just understanding what a dog is, a cat right. is. So she had to be maybe four. Yeah. Uh, my oldest might have been six. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and. Just hanging out. Just hanging out, man. I came in, I was, I came in and this is when I, this is like the year I started like actually reading. So this was not too long ago, but. Um, it was it was just that right there changed everything, you know. what I'm saying like ah, uh, it changed everything, you yeah. know. And it was all around books, man. It was yeah. books, you know. We still like still go to my house. It's nothing but, you know. We still have 15 minutes of reading. We mm-hmm. try to we That's try good. to do on a consistent basis, but my my girls don't go like ah, oh, we gotta do 15 minutes. They be like okay, yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just so natural. Like I right. didn't have that growing up, and I just it yeah. just makes the world to me. So I can't wait to take this home. Yeah, I hope they enjoy uh, it. And my daughter, uh, she, this can be her book when we do our 15 minutes. So this is right. going to be really interesting. And they're it. also being sisters. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're thinking about maybe having another one. Oh. You know, so it'd be cool to kind of, you know, you know. Like new friends and everything, I just think there's a lot of value in that book right there. So yeah, yeah I think it's gonna be cool. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. A good learning experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so there's this idea that um, started coming around like a, about a decade ago that people really pushed as far as marketing and sales go, which is the subscription model. Like, oh well, if you can get and, and more. Like as a small business, obviously people have been subscribing to a telephone line and cable and a newspaper for a long time. But as far as like small business, using that as a as a selling point, and um, you know providing continuous 
um, a service that was like a big hot thing, and and it still is. Uh, but I have a friend that's working on a uh, an app where he helps with uh, you know different mental struggles, and it it is like a, a subscription based, and there there is a, a portion to that. But I was talking to him about it. Like there's this concept that I'd never seen used before, which is like a to go above and beyond and do a scholarship because a lot of people that are dealing with this, they might not have the the resources to be able to to download this app and pay eighteen dollars a month. Um, but they might. But then there's going to be people that could pay for two or three, and so to have all those options when someone signs up, so that they could pay for theirs or they could pay for theirs and someone else's, um, and just that idea, or it could be you know a monthly thing, or it could be a um, you know like what you did where you're you're going to give one away, and the fact that you match that, I think that that was super cool. Uh, but that that model, I haven't really seen it, and um, that that. That idea, I've been, I pushed it out to a couple other people as well. But to see that you did that, I'm very impressed, and um, I'd like to see that more because there are people that might want to give, um, but they don't. They're not just going to to give. Like there are people that do giving, you know, and, and they're philanthropist or even you know from on a small scale they'll give fifty bucks or hundred bucks here and there, but the people that uh, don't. I think there's a huge portion of people that don't just generally um, give other than, you know, Salvation Army. They might have a, a, a bucket when you're walking in a store or whatever. But um, to do that, so how did that come to mind and how did that um, develop into to that idea? Because we were, we were right on the same track there. Yeah, yeah. No, I really wanted – one of the things I value is I like to – to find ways in whatever space I'm in mm-hmm. to bring kind of love and kindness and, and helpfulness to that space. Yeah. And Same. I was trying to figure out what, what that looks like in this space. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, like you said, there's people that a book can change their life. Having Absolutely. a good book, having a new book, uh, a story that speaks to you can really be an important thing. And so what does that look like? And I thought, well, donating books to people, to people that don't necessarily have a chance to get those books mm-hmm. would be a really cool thing to do. But I didn't know kind of how people would respond if I pitched it. Right. Like, I know people would want to buy a book for themselves, but would you like to buy a second book for another person that you've never met? Mm. And <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know how that would fly, but I was overwhelmed by the response to it. Yeah. And, and you I, get both options. You oh, can yeah. choose not to do it. It's not a, and, and yeah. you're not shamed for it. And, and I gave the option, you, know, you can buy a book, you can buy a book and donate. I had a bunch of, like a, it's Kickstarter, so there's a, a whole menu of options. Yeah. And I included some you know, kind of ones that were, I never thought it would happen. Like, buy two books for yourself, donate 25. Okay. Like, no one's going to do yeah. that, right? Yeah. Someone did. What? Someone paid to donate 25 books yeah. to to these low-income you know, And they hadn't even read it yet. Shout out, to, read shout, it. Yeah. Shout, shout out to the, that was, person right there. And yeah. same with, like... That's the, amazing. The and buy, all of them. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. And, the, and same with the buy two, donate 10. Like, these yeah. options that I thought were yeah. never going to happen, but you might as well include them, were happening. And I was just blown away by the generosity of people. Like you said, they haven't even read the book. They're yeah. just trusting that my story that I'm telling is going to be something that they want to share. Mm. And so, yeah, we just kept getting more and more of these donated books. And I started stacking them up on my table, mm-hmm. matching them. This is a huge stack of books. This is right. many hundreds of pounds of books. <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was the coolest part of, of the whole Kickstarter kind of release process, which yeah. is seeing right. yeah. this generosity right. unfold and just... Knowing that 
it's going to mean so much to the kids that receive them. Amazing. Absolutely. I love that. So, yeah. so I also want, I wanted to just before before we wrap it up, I yeah. wanted to talk about you know this is may this may be where it's starting at, mm-hmm. but where where do you see this going? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's what is the next books that you that you want to work on? Are they children's books? Are they more of the graphic novels that you were working on before? You know, where where do you see this going? Yeah, I definitely have more of picture books in the works, mm-hmm. uh, more of the uh, dog series. Um, my wife works with, uh, in the neonatal intensive care unit, which is where the premature babies go when they're born. Um, I really want to write a story for parents going through that. Mm. Um, so I'm working on a story for that space. Um, that just kind of helps empower those parents. The the book is called, this was, this was not the plan. And Mm. this isn't how you planned on this Mm -hmm. new child arrival coming. And you had all the, the, the bedspread picked out. You had the paint of the room. You had all these things that you had planned that this would be like, but it's not like that. But here are some new ways you can be empowered and take control and, and be involved in this new situation. Mm. You can choose blankets for your baby. You can still decorate the hospital room. You can, you know, yeah. how to be empowered in that new situation. So mm. I'm looking forward to, to working on that one with my wife and hopefully get that into some hospitals. I, I, I love the fact you're bringing her into yeah. this as well. I think that I think that had a lot of value to the world. So I think I really between those two, I, I want to write books that that can help people through some of these emotional situations mm. that are also fun. Um, yeah. This is a, a book about challenges of a new sibling, but it's also fun. Because I don't want to just write an important book. I want to write right. a book that's fun. Absolutely. I mean, that, that that's also, you know, that was something also the editor said that I was talking about earlier. You gotta remember, this is entertainment yeah. as well. We're entertaining as well. You know, yeah. you, you want the experience should be pleasurable somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't just be. You know, even if you create something that that wants to draw a drama from somebody, that's still an experience that is pleasurable because you're getting it from Absolutely. that. You know, it's an experience. Yeah, yeah. So that that I I, I truly enjoy uh, your approach on. Uh, on being be, being an author and uh, bring, bringing these things into the world. That's absolutely amazing. Now, there's a question that we asked everyone that sits in this seat. And the question is, if you, if you were sitting across from the person that was just starting this journey, yourself, you're talking to yourself when you were just starting this journey, what would you say to yourself? I would tell them to find people that have your level of passion and intent and surround yourself with them. I agree with and that 100%. Don't don't look for people that are I spent years yeah. going down that yeah. wrong path on that. And don't don't try to find the people that are ahead of you on the on the ladder because there's always going to be this idea of like well, if I could just get a moment of mm-hmm. that famous person's time. Right. No, find people that are your skill level and where you are and then commit to growing together and just feeding off each other's passion. You're all going to be learning and you're swapping information mm. and you're all growing together because you're all hungry and you're all passionate and you're all sharing everything you learn and build yourself up a community and that community will rise and out of that community will come a lot of really talented writers, painters, musicians because you're you're all fueling each other. And I think that's the best way to get started in addition to, you know, learn how to do it, take the take the classes, learn the the craft, practice, but in the midst of all that, surround yourself with people that have passion and and hunger like you do. You guys yeah. heard that. That, that might have been my favorite one <laughs> right. so far 
Uh, that was absolutely am- amazing. We say this is for our listeners, but uh, Corey and I leave every episode like we learn something, and uh, this is like a uh, you know a, a space for us to really grow ourselves and um, watch our community grow as well, and, and to be a part of that, we we appreciate that absolutely. very much. Absolutely, and appreciate you know we wouldn't be able to do it without the people listening. So thank you. Yeah, so, you know, uh, before we get out of here, definitely, where can they find you at? I know social media is not where you're putting all your energy, but I know yeah, it's yeah. somewhere where they can actually uh, find a way to receive this beautiful book that you've created here. Yeah, so I have an author Rivers website. Rivers New Friend. Yeah. Let's put that out there. Rivers New Friend. It's available on Amazon, as, as books kind of have to be these days, but also you can get it through my uh, author website, uh, rothwrites.com. Um, we also have sticker sheets and, and things like that, as well as activity sheets. Or if you want to have a coloring sheet or a maze, even if you don't buy the book, you can get these for free. So your kids can be doing fun activity sheets based on the book. Um, Instagram uh, and TikTok at uh, River Willow Storytime. If you want to see cute videos of the actual real life dogs that the, the yeah. book is based on. Um, River, a, River has their own TikTok? They have their own TikTok. Hello, yeah, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just really cool, um, and is there uh, and is so all of the avenues are your website, uh, Amazon, um, your TikTok, Willow's TikTok. Hello, so I mean Rivers TikTok. I said Willow Rivers TikTok, uh, and is there is there another one that that where where can they also go to? Uh, are there make, any stores yeah, locally? Is there any like the donations? Like where mm. where where is that option uh, located at? Mm. So that option was was tied to the Kickstarter, and now that's over. I'm okay. working on trying to come up with a new avenue for that because I want to okay. keep that going. I'll probably add something to my website where you can purchase a donation book through the website. Uh, haven't done it yet, but that's definitely in the plans. Is okay. I, I want to keep that energy going. Cause gotcha. What's the a, website? Uh, RothWrites.com. Roth, okay. Writes as in writing. So R O T H. Absolutely. R O T H W R I T E S. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, that, that's definitely that's definitely an option. I, I want to uh, definitely want to uh, purchase that way. I, I really, I, I think that would be amazing. Um, yeah, and it, it really excites me to know that you know I can I can get a book for my daughter, which you which you have gifted me with, and I'm still going to go and buy one as well. Appreciate that. I just want to say that. appreciate you, I appreciate you, but also being able to maybe uh, you know send one back over home, well, over to Africa where my pops is and so forth, one yeah, of my yeah. nephews and nieces or cousins over there. So I think that'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, this has been amazing. Yeah, it's you know, a lot so, of fun. Absolutely. So um, I'm going to introduce, I'm let you guys know, my name is Corey Ochai. Uh, I run uh, and operate, and I'm the founder of the 1028 Podcast. If you guys do like what you're listening to, if you want to tell your own story, if you want to do a podcast, you want to do some type of production where it's communication and dialogue, uh, feel free to contact me at the 1028 on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, on Twitter as well. Um, and, you know, uh, if you want to also see some of my, my uh, art, you can also go on Move78, that's M-U-V-E underscore 78, where you can kind of see how I, how I create as well. So um, what about you, Josh? How are yeah. you feeling over there, man? Thankful. Um, I'm grateful as well. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been been good so i appreciate everyone listening thank you thank you both for um you know Corey opening up your space and michael for you being here and uh thank thanks for everyone that is uh tuning in and, and made it this far and we hope you listen to another episode we have more and more of this content and 
Um, I, I know that, uh, and this isn't in a bad way, but Corey kind of takes over uh, a handful of, and everything that's coming out of his mouth is also, you know, I'm, I'm saying in my head like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like that's exactly <laughs> where I was going to go with it. Or, yeah. you know, um, we, we definitely have this uh, chemistry where we're, we're able to feed off each other and, and have people on and, and kind of get, get to know all of ourselves um, but our, all of our community better uh, every time we do this. So thank you it's for being here. So amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, check out um, my my Instagram is the best way to you know go there first, and then everything else kind of feeds out of there. So that's uh, Instagram uh, Josh Snyder eighty six. That's Snyder with an I um, S N I D E R eighty six. So check me out there, and then um, the business that is uh, it's just my fiance and i and we own and operate uh, pghprintship.com so we'd love for you to check that out we do lots of different types of printing and uh, then the podcast you can find us at thoughtful discussions anywhere you listen to podcasts as well as tiktok instagram youtube shorts uh, facebook and uh, thank you so much for for and I, I, I know this is like the fourth or fifth time I'm saying thank you. But we um, really feel appreciate free, yeah, you guys. Feel man. free to leave a comment. Yeah. Feel free to rate us, um, you know, how you liked it. If you want to share it, that's the way that, that this kind of stuff gets out. So yeah. if, if this brought value to you and, uh, you know, you enjoyed listening to this and you want, to, and, and you want other people to listen to it, just right. like someone else, listen, you know, giving some away this book, you know, this uh, sharing this content, it, it really helps – and you, you never know how it might affect the next person that, that is listening to it. So wow. we appreciate that. We're coming up on the 100th episode. Um, Ooh, you know, getting close, man. Yeah, getting before close, Before the end man. of the year, we'll be, we'll be there. Yeah. So yeah. Um, really looking forward to that. And, and the, the fact that we have gotten this far. And uh, I was looking back at episodes last night and, and seeing, you know, there's, there is so much out there that, that we have been a part of and, and in this community. So very thankful absolutely and if you guys like the clips that you are seeing on all the social medias man mm -hmm. thank let's let's give a shout out to lane media uh larry man you are doing phenomenal out there we appreciate absolutely. you man and uh let's let's keep let's keep doing it man so this world is a blank canvas and it's up to each and every one of us to take our paint brushes and paint and, and, and add the paint and create this masterpiece together so with that but saying that we're going to say go out there do something beautiful the world's counting on you and we're out <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Hey, that was fun. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me on. Man, that was, this was amazing.